0: Hello, this is Anna from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 26th of October. India recorded over 12,000 COVID-19 cases and 356 deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stood at over 3 crore 42 lakh, while the death toll crossed 4,55,000. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. So far, India has administered over 102 crore COVID-19 doses, of which 64 lakh doses were given yesterday. With 889 new coronavirus cases registered in the last 24 hours, Maharashtra had the lowest daily rise since May 2020. The state's total tally stands at over 66 lakh, with the death toll being over 1,40,000. According to The Times of India, schools and colleges in West Bengal will reopen for in-person classes from 16th of November after a 20-month gap. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 24 crore people so far, claiming the lives of over 49,54,000. Reuters reported that from 8th of November, the United States will lift travel restrictions on India, China and several other European countries the travellers will be required to submit vaccination certificates from an official source. The Supreme Court today directed the Uttar Pradesh government to identify more eyewitnesses in the case of Lakhimpur kd violence. According to live law, the Apex Court also asked the state government to provide protection to all the eyewitnesses in the case. The bench comprising Chief Justice of India N.V. Ramana and Justices Suryakant and Hema Kohli expressed their astonishment when UP Governments counsel Harish Salve said that only 23 eyewitnesses had been traced so far. Bahrain bench quoted Salve telling the court, and I quote, Out of 68, the statements of 30 witnesses have been recorded under 164 of the Code of Criminal Procedure. Of these, 23 are eyewitnesses. We gave an advertisement. The people who saw the ones in the car are already there. A large amount of digital media has been recovered. There are overlapping videos. Unquote. On 3rd of October, eight people, including four farmers, were killed in Lakhimpur Kheri district during a protest against the centre's three new farm laws. Earlier, on 8th of October, the Supreme Court had rebuked the Uttar Pradesh government for lapses and delays in the investigation. It had said that it was not satisfied with the steps taken by the UP government in the investigation of the violence. On 20th of October, the court had observed that the state government appeared to be dragging its feet in the investigation. They also questioned the government on recording the statements of only four out of 44 witnesses. The case is slated to be heard on 8th of November. The distressing incident of the Lakhimpur violence pertains to the day of 3rd of October, when horrific visuals showed three cars ramming into a crowd of protesting farmers in the area. Two of these cars belonged to a union minister, Ajay Kumar Mishra. Later, the union minister's son, Ashish Mishra, was arrested by the UP police. The incident and the violence in its aftermath left eight people dead, four farmers, two BJP workers, a driver of one of the vehicles and a journalist. At News Laundry, our reporters Nidhi Suresh and Shivangi Saxena reported on the incident in detail. You can find a series of their reports along with several videos under the section Lakhimpur Violence on our website newslaundry.com. Listeners, we are able to hit the ground and bring you such stories that matter to you because we are a reader-supported independent news media portal that does not thrive on the government or any private corporation's support. We believe in serving the public's interest and report on issues without them being tainted by any propaganda. So, if you believe in our endeavour and aspire to keep the news free and independent, subscribe to us today. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of our website. Our lowest subscription starts at Rs 300 a month only. The Jammu and Kashmir police today registered two separate FIRs against students of two medical colleges who allegedly celebrated the Pakistan cricket team's victory over India in the T20 World Cup match held on Sunday. According to the Indian Express, the students have been booked under the provisions of the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act and the Indian Penal Code. The viral videos purportedly showed students in the hostels of Government Medical College in Karanagar and Shere Kashmir Institute of Medical Sciences in Sora Srinagar, celebrating the Pakistan cricket team's victory. India had lost to Pakistan by 10 wickets in the match held on Sunday evening in Dubai. Besides students, hostel wardens and management of the two colleges have also been booked under the anti-terror law. Vijay Kumar, the Kashmir Inspector General of Police, confirmed to ANI that the students have been charged under IPC Section 505, which pertains to statements conducing to public mischief. Citing unidentified officials, Kashmir.com reported that the accused persons have not been identified and the investigation is underway. Police officials also told News 18 that they were looking into the veracity of videos of the incident since many of the videos that have surfaced are allegedly from 2017. The Delhi government will start its "Patake Nahi diye Jalao campaign from tomorrow to ensure that the cracker ban announced last month is diligently followed. Gopal Rai, the environment minister under the Delhi government, said that police and subdivisional magistrates should take stringent action against the offenders. The Indian Express quoted Rai as saying, and I quote, If someone still does not comply with the cracker ban, then police and STMs will take legal action against them. We will not tolerate anyone playing with the lives of others in the name of some momentary thrill, unquote. The minister has also reached out to several brands, saying they should symbolise Diwali advertisements with diyas and not crackers. However, objecting to AAP's initiative, Praveen Shankar Kapoor, the BJP spokesperson for Delhi, claimed that diyas and crackers are integral to Diwali celebrations. He also stated that when the government says not to burn crackers and only light diyas, it hurts the Hindu sentiments. He further added that since the Kejriwal government has been unable to limit the pollution in the city, people have been forced to limit or skip the use of crackers during the festivities. On 28th of September, the Delhi government had issued a notification to the police and the district magistrates to not issue licences for the sale of firecrackers. The police and other authorities would strictly monitor areas where licensed crackers used to be sold in previous times. The centre told the Delhi High Court yesterday that marriages only between a biological man and a biological woman were permissible under Indian laws. According to Bar and Bench, a bench of Chief Justice D.N. Patel and Justice Jyoti Singh was hearing petitions pertaining to seeking recognition of same-sex marriage in India. Appearing for the centre, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta argued that the decriminalisation of homosexuality under Section 377 of the Indian Penal Code would not be relevant in the case of same-sex marriage as the provision did not pertain to marriage. According to Scroll, the petitioners in the case include Abhijit Ayar Mitra, Vaibhav Jain, Kavita Arora, an overseas citizen of India Joyadeep Gupta and his partner Rasel blaine Stephens. These were filed in an attempt to seek recognition of same-sex marriage under various laws such as the Hindu Marriage Act, the Special Marriages Act and the Foreign Marriage Act. In his plea, Mitra contended that the language used in the Hindu Marriage Act is gender-neutral and hence it did not explicitly prohibit same-sex marriage. Aurora, in her plea argued that the freedom to choose one's partner guaranteed by Article 21 of the Constitution extended to same-sex marriage too. She also sought the marriage officer of Southeast Delhi to solemnize her marriage under the Special Marriage Act. Sen Gupta and Stephen submitted that the Citizenship Act does not distinguish between heterosexual or same-sex persons married to an overseas citizen of India. On Monday, after Sudan's military seized power from a transitional government, heavy unrest unfolded, leaving at least seven people dead and 140 injured. Sudan's military seized power, dissolving the transitional government hours after the troops arrested the acting Prime Minister Abdullah Hamdok and other senior officials. According to Al Jazeera, there were thousands of people on the street of the capital Khartoum and its twin city of Omdurman to stage a protest against the coup. The military also suspended access to the internet and closed some roads, bridges and the airport in Khartoum. Sudan's military rulers have expressed the appointment of a new government after the dissolution of the Sovereign Council, the transitional power-sharing administration's highest decision-making body. Despite the unrest that unfolded yesterday, anti-coup protesters returned to the streets for a second consecutive day on Tuesday. Additionally, the United States on Tuesday paused the assistance of a $700 million emergency aid package for Sudan after the military takeover. The State Department spokesperson Ned Price told the reporters that the suspended funds were intended to support the country's democratic transition. He said, and I quote, We have made very clear where we stand. There needs to be a return to the civilian led transitional government. The military is responsible for the health and the safety of the Prime Minister and others in their custody. Unquote. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry.